0: small town news i'm keith i'm george and i'm craig and what we do each session is read small town newspaper articles from small town newspapers somewhere across the united states we are reading these articles for the first time they are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid dr saxon our favorite doctor from those articles we might take a character a situation maybe just a singular word and we're going to improvise stories around it we're just trying to make big stories out of small town news where's neil today craig neil is in florida in a car Yeah, coming back. Yeah, there's no way he's outside of Florida by this point. We should call him. He might be close to where we are today. Doubt it. But well, let's, find, let's find out where we are and see. Like, Okay, because the picture, George. is <laughs> looks like a winter wonderland. It, it, yeah, it's a snowscape with some sort of interesting <laughs> house slash castle. Yeah. I have a feeling they don't get a lot of snow in Florida. No. I'm yeah. not a smart man, but I don't think that happens often.
1: And it's a pretty cool castle, though. It's you know, a here's good the thing, painting. though.
0: It looks like somebody built like a not-too-unreasonably-sized house, but they were like, I want to live in a castle, uh, but I don't want to be big like a castle. Like a spike castle. Well, no, because it looks like it's in like a public park. There's benches on the ground. You build a castle in a public park, that's a spike castle. They have a statue in front of their door of what they looks do? to be like a happy dancing person. Oh, you are zoomed in. I'm, is that a statue or is it like a hedge that's been shaped? <laughs> There's like a, a hedge band. and a statue. If that statue is a hedge. You could you could cut a hedge into a man. <laughs> man. You could. Edward Scissor Wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> dancing. This a is Edward Scissorhands' hand's castle. Cut a hedge into a man. man.
1: Actually, when you zoom in, it's not impressive. This castle's not very nice. It's like stucco with, like, random rocks set into the stucco, right? Yes. You should zoom out and be more impressed.
0: Oh, there It you looks go. more like it belongs on a playground.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a real castle.
0: Okay, well, this castle is probably located in Owosso? Owosso, Michigan is what oh, I'm going to say. we should say. definitely call Neil then. Yeah, it's I know. Way. like, Neil, before you come home from Florida, stop by Michigan. Owosso. <laughs> I think that's how it's said, Neil. I don't know. Just put a bunch of O's in there and see what happens. Owasso. Owasso.
1: Yeah, there's, there's six letters in this word, but only three of them are
0: different. Half of them are O.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: The ratio of O to other letters is <laughs> amazing. To one, right?
1: Way too many O's.
0: Welcome to O-A-Show, Michigan. <laughs> Population, 15,100. The town's motto is apparently the home of the shocker. <laughs> That's a motto you can get behind. <laughs> that's the, you know what? That's how they named the town. When you, when you, do I want to say the phrase, give with the shocker? Well, there I just did. When you give with the shocker, they go, oh, show. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Here we go. She addresses it, of course. I know what comes to my mind when I hear the shocker, but the hand gesture doesn't seem to have any connection to oh, show. And surely no town would actually claim being the birthplace of this gesture. Hold on. What's the gesture? You don't know what the shocker is? No. Are you serious? What were you laughing
1: at just now?
0: Giving someone the shocker meant something different to me, apparently. Wait. Oh, oh, okay. Now I am. (laughs) Me and Craig are way more interested (laughs) in what you. What do you. In your wildest dreams,
1: what is the shocker, George? I don't know, but I liked the idea of you saying, give someone the shocker, and they go, (laughs) oh, so. So I figured it was something uh, unpleasant. What did you picture me doing? Like coming up behind him and like. If they had their arms up, like getting them in the armpits real quick and make them go
0: ooh or whusso. <laughs> like a tickle move. You know what? You know what? Okay, like tickle move. I actually—it's a tickle move. <laughs> it could be the shocker. <laughs> no, no. Here's the deal. I, 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 appreciate and I actually understand that because Meredith will do that to me. Like, yes, I do that, Mason, all the time. Danger, and so yeah. she wants to warm up her hands, and the easiest place to warm up her hands on me is just to stick her hands into my armpits, which. I do find shocking, I will yeah. admit. So, so what old. you said makes sense to me.
1: Every time Mason raises his arms up like that to yawn or something, I always get him. So what? I want to see what the shocker is. You guys are going to do it do, to yeah, me. Uh,
0: should we ask him, should we tell George the Google the shocker? Yeah, of course we do. And do his- Was it like blue waffles? Uh, <laughs> All right, show me the shocker. Well, first no, I'm not going to let you take a picture of me. Why? Because of what the shocker is.
1: Craig, do you know the shocker? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, show me. Put your phone down and we'll show okay. you. <laughs> no, I'm not, I am not giving you that ammunition. All right, so here's, here's what you're going to do. First, George, you're going to put your, hand, your phone down. Yeah, just go ahead and put your phone okay, down. Okay, right now there's like a phone <laughs> off between George and, and Craig on Obsidian's at the table. They each are yeah. holding their phones up to each yeah. other. It's like it's like a modern high noon. <laughs> no, put your phone down. I'm going to walk you through it. Okay. Now hold your hand out like this. All right. George's phone is down and Craig is talking him through the hand gesture for the shocker. That's it? That's part of it. Wait, wait, wait. You still got one more move. What's the other move? The... Put your phone down. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. What, what is... Why? I, I don't want to say the phrase. <laughs> the phrase is commonly known Okay, as... okay. I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. Okay. All right, George. We got the hand gesture like this. Okay. <laughs> Two in the... <laughs>, one in the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jess, what have you done? We <laughs> trust you, Jess. Oh, so it made perfect sense once I said so, that phrase? So you're going to need to do it now that we have, so we have blackmail material no. on each of us. No. Oh, that doesn't work? No.
0: <laughs> it's just of you. Well, yeah, you have no leverage now. <laughs> the leverage is gone.
1: <laughs> I'm clearly a babe in the woods.
0: You know what we should have done, Craig? We should have convinced him of some kind of a secret handshake <laughs> so that George would go to the office tomorrow. Feel <laughs> like, Hey, guys. Secret handshake. And then, when you do that, you go. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 Alright, that was fun. Let's get to the third sentence. <laughs> and surely, no one in town would actually claim to be in the birthplace of this gesture. So, was Oshawa's shocker a sandwich or other local specialty? Sadly, I could find no explanation. Moreover, the home of the shocker is only listed on the town's Wikipedia page as the motto. No other websites affiliated with Oshawa claim it. Oshawa is located in central Michigan and is the largest town in Shoshawaii County. Just so many vowels. Detroit, Michigan is about 90 miles southeast of town. The American record-pressing company operated in Oshawa until, quote, it burned down. It burned, unquote. Didn't burn down. It just burned. Shocking. In the early <laughs> 1970s, that company pressed the first Beatles records in the U.S., although it misspelled the band's name on all of the albums accidentally, adding an extra T. But that's worth some money. You find some Beatles album that are misspelled. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably so. Well, Melvin Mel, George Shacher, was born in the OSO, but raised in Flint, Michigan. Mel started playing banjo at the age of seven, before turning to the guitar and later the bass. By the age of 14, Mel had formed a trio that played local weddings. At the age of 16, in 1967, he rose to national fame as the new bassist for Question Mark and the Mysterians, best known for 96 Tears. Name of the song. Just two years later, Mel left to co-found Grand Funk Railroad. There it is. Yeah. The band's name was a play on the name of a rail line that ran through the bandmate's hometown of Flint. Grand Trunk Western Railroad, shortly after Grand Funk Railroad, much better name for a railway, started touring and playing arena shows, Flint residents started changing the local signs for the railroad into band graffiti. Since 1969, the band has rotated through several singers and guitarists, but for all except two years, Mel has been the band's only bassist. The reason for this brief absence from 1981 to 1983 was that he, quote, developed a distaste for flying and elected to stay behind while the band toured. Like B.A. Baracus. B.A. Baracus was in the band. He'd just be, what, taking a bus.
0: Because <laughs> B.A. Baracus didn't like to fly?
1: Didn't like to fly. Remember that? Like knock him out or drug him? To get him in the chopper?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, Joe Maddon's thing too, right? He did Monday Night Football, didn't but wouldn't fly. fly. So yep. they had a bus specifically for him for Monday Night Football, and he would drive on the bus cross-country every Which is week. an interesting consideration you would have to make in terms of Travel and time, because it obviously takes longer to travel by bus yeah. than it does by plane. Yeah. So it, like, he could have just flown home and spent the whole week at home and, and gone to wherever the game was on Sunday. But instead, yep. he was on a bus for – and yeah. he has to leave before everybody else. I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll see you there Maybe in a just couple like, days.
1: Yeah. He just didn't like going home. So he just stayed on the road all the time.
0: I, I, I can completely understand <laughs> yeah. the fear of flying. I don't like flying. I like the benefits of flying. The convenience is the best part. Exactly. Sure, But I hate the process.
1: But Mel formed Grand Funk Railroad in 69,
0: and it wasn't until 81 that he decided he didn't want to fly anymore, and that only lasted two years. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. But once again, I can understand. It's like... Well, either he probably wasn't playing with the band and maybe he just missed that. Or maybe yeah. he was trying oh, that's to true. catch him when he can by traveling on the road. And he was like, yeah, this sucks.
1: Hey, y'all, yeah. if you're going to do a show in my hometown, I'll be there. Yeah. They're <laughs> just like, we'll be in Tokyo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you also think about like when they were flying. That's the terrifying time to have been flying, right? They're just starting to figure out commercial flight. It's still very new.
1: Yeah, but you could smoke and drink and... Yeah, it was probably
0: a lot more. Yeah, but relaxed. so were the captains, the pilots. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seems yeah. early, very early on in the process. but yeah. they're still working out a lot of things that that's true. We all benefit from now. Really? In 69, they were still figuring out commercial flying? I mean, I, I honestly don't know.
1: Wouldn't that be like Pan Am? My only reference to that is like Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that, and, and that was like for...
0: early 60s. So, yeah, yeah. we the aviator. Really, anything that has to do with Leonardo DiCaprio, that's how I yeah. understand flying. Yeah, and
1: most things. I mean, like boats. <laughs> I mean, you don't understand boats without Titanic.
0: Everything I've learned about flying, I know from Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, the actor who did graduate from high school.
1: <laughs> well, neither his character didn't graduate from flight school. And catch me right, but he was flying planes.
0: He also never actually flew. Who didn't? The, well, Frank. What's his the name? Frank Abagnale. Yeah, he didn't fly. No, like what no, he, he was doing in the jump seat. He, yeah, exactly. Um... He would. He was. It's. Is that what they call it? The jump seat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just like you know, basically a means, if I'm not mistaken, for a pilot to get to another destination where he will be flying. It's kind of, yeah. I think, what mm-hmm. that is. But he never actually flew when he no. got there. No, they just put you in the jump seat because you can't get your hours in. You need yep. to get to where you need to fly. But if you are flying then, then your hours are counting against you. So that you couldn't fly to the next. Memory's a funny thing. I have read that book and saw that movie. Came you away have with that idea of him that pulling he, up on that he, the stick that and taking off. Yeah. So, but that, that's interesting though, because one of the things he did was he was also an attorney, right?
1: Did he ever practice law, or just sit in the jump seat?
0: He also goes to the like, courtroom. Where's the jump seat? How how could a person get away with that? Like I can see getting away with the jump seat, right? Uh-huh. The whole, but like walking but, into. it. he courtroom? also was a doctor. Did I he ever? Know. Did he ever operate on anybody? Was there a jump seat for that too? I don't think he ever did like <laughs> operation, but he probably did like some diagnoses. I don't know for a fact. All I know is that you have to remember, con man is short for confidence yeah. man yeah. So, so he just showed confidence yeah like if there's one, you make it. If there's one thing i've learned in like the job i do i do real estate appraisal is like you know and i've done this before if i've been, if i'm going up to a house where i'm just kind of like ah, i feel like you know they, they might get mad at me or they might if they don't know what i'm doing i make sure i've got my clipboard with me yeah there you go regardless of how i'm dressed instant credibility c- yeah clipboard my measure my big measuring tape Look and, and, like a, and like a real camera, not a phone camera, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, I actually have a real camera. Yeah. It's just because it's more convenient. So, so
1: if you're Frank Agnew, walking into the pilot, you, you don't say, where's the jump seat? You say, oh, I guess, I guess I'll take the jump seat, right? Because you're there acting like you're going to fly. By.
0: No. You're no, already no, no, no bombing guess. as a confidence Yeah, man. There's no, no guessing in oh. it at all. You say, <laughs> yeah, I'm here to ride on the jump seat. Yeah. Done. It's a declarative statement. I'm, you
1: don't say, "I'm here to fly the plane." Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, it's like the yeah,
0: yeah. Abagnale, I'm here to, I'm here for the jump seat. Yeah,
1: but doesn't that show lack of confidence if you don't jump in the pilot's chair?
0: No, because you can't get those hours. (laughs) (laughs) You make them pull you out of the pilot's chair and put you in the jump seat and and strap you you down. they offer you the pilot's chair, you're just like, I can't get my hours. That is how you show confidence. Anywhere you go, whatever (laughs) that person is doing, whatever your vocation is, yeah. Up, get out, move. You don't know what you're doing. You're in the jump seat, buddy. (laughs) Is is this really like, hey, I am the captain now. Yeah. 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 I'm putting you in the jump seat, pal. Yeah. I'm taking control. Dig back seat. I have much more. Jump seat. So that's interesting. So you're more impressed with somebody who takes charge and does it. Yeah. I'm more impressed with somebody who can not get away with not doing anything. I'm just like that's that person's got yeah, it. Yeah, he got all the yeah. pay and all the credit. That's right. Without none of the risk. Work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on to the second paragraph. <laughs>
1: hey, Neil. Love you, buddy. You still with us?
0: <laughs> Leanne Birch was born in Oswo just four years before Mel. While Mel's family stayed in Michigan, Leanne left shortly after her birth for Southern California. In the 1970s, Leanne returned to Michigan to complete her M.A. and Ph.D. in psychology. She worked at several universities and was a pioneer in the field of childhood eating behavior. Over her lengthy career, she authored more than 250 publications, and her work has been cited by other scholars more than 51,000 times. Much of her research focused on childhood obesity and on neophobia, the fear or dislike of new things. Leanne was the first to empirically prove that with repeated exposure, children can learn to like new foods or foods they previously disliked. Her research on childhood obesity focused on teaching, quote, first-time parents effective ways to respond to their infant's needs aside from feeding. Y'all got kids. How'd y'all deal with that?
1: You eat what we eat. Yep. After after like, (laughs) what, you turn two or something.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Because if you play that game with them yeah. where like you'll only eat macaroni and cheese yeah. and hot dogs, so that's what we'll make for you separately every night.
1: And yeah. dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Yeah.
0: What you end up with is a kid that only eats that when they're 10 yeah. and 11. 75. So, yeah. You just give them that because guess what? They're not going to starve. They will eat. Yeah. And you're in charge. Be it, confident. It, yeah. It, be a confident. Be a con man. <laughs> To your kids. Uh, that's right. That's right. Your kids are perpetually in the jump seat. Don't forget that. <laughs> yes. You're not flying the Don't plane. let them nail all over you. That's right. <laughs> in her experiments, one group of parents learned techniques other than feeding to soothe their infants. The control group did not learn those techniques and continued to use feeding as the primary mode of responding to their infants. The infants in experimental group were found to have lower BMIs than those in the control group. And that lower BMI for the experimental group continued long after Leanne's study has concluded, showing that habits learned in infancy can impact the rest of a person's life. Leanne died in 2019 in Durham, North Carolina. She was memorialized by both the New York Times and the Washington Post. The Times obituary headline identifies her as Leanne Birch, who knew how to get a child to eat peas. (laughs) And the Post headline calls her, quote, the scientist who came to the aid of picky eaters and their parents. It's interesting too. If you have, if you have a kid that's a
1: picky eater and you make them eat everything they're supposed to eat, they still might be a picky eater. Mm -hmm. Like across our our kids, there's different levels of that.
0: What is the one thing that you now as an adult, like a normal food that you just flat out is like, I'm not eating that.
1: So I'll eat anything.
0: Yeah. Like I I don't know why I'm looking at you. I (laughs) I know (laughs) I
1: have the opposite of neophobia. Like (laughs) I I have the oldophobia or whatever it is. Like I don't, I don't like eating the same thing over and over again, if I can help it. I always try something different. So I'm always asking, like, what's the recommendation on the menu or eating the special or just trying different things. Um, I've started when we go to Mon's Asian, which is like a mm-hmm. Asian restaurant and also market. I told Mason we could buy something from the market, but it, the condition is you've never had it before. So okay. Yeah, we did
0: that, and we had the shrimp chips.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. cuttlefish. And then I brought home some ghost pepper potato chips.
0: Mm. Woo. So is there, is there a food like beyond meat and things like that but i mean is there something like that you choose like i'm not eating that nothing stands out because okay. cutting out meat is really kind of a big chunk of that that's true that yeah eat. you don't want to get too picky after that or else you are only eating a few select yeah. things how about you keith um i have never been a fan of collards and you decide i'm not going to do it anymore yeah i'm just i'm just like i'm not going to put up with this charade you've given I'm, them I'm enough just, not, enough opportunities i'm not going to mess with it yeah exactly i've tried it enough is not appealing to me.
1: Have you tried putting vinegar on them?
0: Yep, that's see, that doesn't. do That's it.
1: what's weird. Putting vinegar on something makes it taste better. Mm. Wait, Vinegar's not. Good. Oh, so
0: you're you're so you're okay with collards, but you don't want vinegar on them? No, I will eat collards anyway, but it's weird see, that most you'd people add... won't eat collards unless they're I know, not know but it's that's weird, not weird. That what I make them. I always yeah. serve them when I make them. It's just weird. Adding vinegar to something makes it taste <laughs> and, good. Uh, and cucumbers. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love pickles. Mm-hmm. You pickle that cucumber. Let's go. But. Just a cucumber without the pickling, which I know is prominently vinegar and, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want to eat just a cucumber. So, cucumbers are cucumber. Pickle collards. that bastard.
1: <laughs> you ever try pickle collards? Maybe that's what you
0: need. Sorry, I, I kind of just want to throw my hands in the air and quit after saying pickle that bastard. I, I, think, I think I just peaked. I don't think I'm going to say anything as funny as that for the rest of this episode. And remember pickle that, 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 that bastard. bastard.
1: Well, we do have soldier on, though. Even the Keith's checked out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> About 25 years before either Mel or Leanne was born, author James Oliver Kerwood was busy building a Norman-style castle on the banks of the Shiawassee River in Owoso, near his childhood home. Completed in 1924, Kerwood Castle was designed as James's writing studio and as a, quote, place to greet guests, close quote. By the 1920s, James had amassed a significant fortune from his writing. Between 1908 and 1927, he wrote over 35 adventure novels Mm. and short story collections, most of which were set in the Yukon. And during that time, his writings were also adapted into over 180 films. When James died in 1927, just three years after completing his castle, he was the, quote, highest paid author in the world. Wow! An avid hunter in his youth, James later became a conservationist who claimed that, the greatest thrill is not to kill, but to let live. However, while he quit hunting, he continued fishing, because as Nirvana taught us all, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings.
0: I've always, <laughs> I have always felt that fishing is hunting. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. How is that any different from a hunter that like climbs up into a stand and waits for a deer to come across yeah. his field of sight? Yeah, you're sticking a worm in the water and waiting for a fish to come by and snatch it.
1: It's also tricky. 'Cause you're always just throwing food in a fish's face and That's they're it. gonna eat it. Yeah. So it's like it's not even like you gotta go it's, not, find it's not like them, you can or,
0: see the fish from the shore and just be like, Oh let me shoot it. Let me shoot yeah. yeah, let's go over there. It's like, no, 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 you, you can get- do that sometimes though.
1: Like bow yeah. hunting. You can bow hunt fish.
0: That's really where they mix it together. You That's You can also hunting. throw dynamite in the water and blow your Go fish ahead. up that way. That's Jeez, you, can oh, say, no. you can also hunt deer like that. Just throw <laughs> <blow> dynamite <laughs> in different directions in the forest. <laughs>
1: See what happens.
0: That's Put landmines in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another yeah. successful day hunting.
1: Not going to have a, anything to mount on the wall, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just take a picture of the stump. <laughs>
1: His love of fishing would sadly be the literal death of him. While fishing in Florida, he was bitten or stung through hip waders by something source unknown. Health problems related to the bite escalated over the next few months as an infection developed. He died at the age of 49 in Owasso. Several reviews of Kerwood Castle unironically note that it is a nice place to go fishing.
0: Wow. Have fun in osho o O -o sho o Try not to contemplate how your hobbies might someday kill you. Oh. Just crank up the volume on Grand Funk's "Locomotion" as you try to convince your picky children to eat a choo-choo train of peas. <laughs> okay, that got specific. That's good. Yeah, yeah. here comes a train. Choo-choo-choo-choo. Mm-hmm. For choo, choo, choo. the airplane.
1: Or the airplane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, by the I, like, I go airplane unless you're afraid of airplanes, right? What do you do if your kid is afraid of airplanes? You tell them to get in the jump seat. Yeah, shut you're not going to ride jump seat. That's for certain. <laughs> You'd be a bad confidence man, oh, I'm Frank, I'm uh, here to get on the plane, jump seat. Why are you sweating so much? Did you just pee yourself? <laughs> yeah, but I'm a real pilot. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap, that's an improv we should have done. <laughs> confidence man who pees himself every time he lies. <laughs> Speaking of soaked in urine, Saddling Up for Savings by Sally York. Owning a horse is expensive. End of article. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Brightside used tack and consignments is aiming to help more people fulfill their equine passions. I thought this was like a Mad Libs. <laughs> Give me a noun. <laughs> but equine passions? What is this word? It's I'm, Equine? Yeah, I'm assuming it's, go, it's going along the lines of equ- equestrian. Yes. But, it's but like I've never seen it like this. Equine. 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 To fulfill their horse passions, which sounds terrible now that I say that out loud. We cut to Keith fulfilling his horse passions. <laughs> uh, so I gonna, here's your tail. I was going to make a shocker joke, and I was like, nah, that's... Here's <laughs> the mane. Not, yeah. Ooh. Your saddle. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the new mother and daughter business, 8555 Monroe Road. Sells reconditioned horse accessories, such as saddles, halters, tagging them at half the price of new or even cheaper. We want it to be accessible to people who might not otherwise be able to afford it. I feel like going into anything horse related as a hobby is something you've you've got to assume is going to cost money, and you're not going to have a lot of options. That is my assumption off the bat
1: we cut to um we cut to refurbished horses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey how's it going
1: i'm doing great um listen i christmas is coming up and my daughter has wanted a pony for, oh this is
0: our busiest time of the year and we,
1: we really can't afford to get her like a a, a new horse
0: new um, horses are really expensive that no, has been I, my belief well and i appreciate you here because i setting I, up this business i was
1: told about you by a buddy of mine who said he got a pony last year and i'm just hoping you still got some in stock if you got anything I can get for Christmas time.
0: Oh, absolutely! We have the cheapest ponies, the cheapest horses. Okay, but this is our busiest time okay. of year, so we don't okay. have a whole lot left. Okay. Just okay, show me, show me your inventory. Tell me about. Okay. It. okay, all right. Now, now, now here's now this is what we call the micro pony. Okay, now okay. ponies are oh, smaller than horses. That is small. It is a very small pony, and just oh, let me get this dog collar. Hold on, I'm not going to really lie. I, that
1: looks like something I could
0: not only afford but afford to to keep because I live in an apartment. Oh, that, 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 this is perfect. These are apartment-sized micro ponies. Now, okay. just out of okay. curiosity, so this is for your daughter?
1: Yeah, my daughter. She's 12.
0: Oh, she's 12. Yeah. Oh, is she a small lady?
1: I mean, she's... Oh, she's not, you know, she's just Okay, that, that size, was my but...
0: assumption. That's why I asked. Because as you can see, this micro pony oh, is roughly yeah. the size of a Dotson. Now, you might think this is a Dotson. Don't make that mistake, okay? This okay, is a uh, micro apartment-sized pony. But it could help me, like, check the box. I could say, I got you a pony. You did. I would, would I could... not recommend riding it, though, not for a 12-year-old. Like, maybe if she was, I don't know, five days old. <laughs> Well, she
1: is actually twelve years old, so she won't fit that. Okay, that's a bit more than five days. Maybe I could get two. Okay, like could she like ride them together? Put them on
0: like roller skates.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not a horse guy. I've never actually been riding. When you ride a horse, do you
0: typically ride it like roller skates? I'll, I'll be honest, I've never had that consideration before. Feel like we could get in trouble for this. Well, then why why do you sell these tiny little horses? What what do people use them for? Well, there's a market. Like I said, for a five day old, (laughs) you gotta get the kids started young. Okay, like like like, do you play a musical instrument, for example? Oh yeah, I play I play the banjo. When did you start? Uh, About eight years ago. I I bet you'd be a lot better at it if you started. I don't know, fifteen years ago. But
1: I didn't start with like a tiny banjo with like you know that I could put us roller well, skates or
0: okay it, it's a valid point but okay okay but look 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 beggars can't be choosers where are you gonna put any pony or horse bigger than this one in your apartment
1: yeah that is a problem um it, it's refurbished I understand like it's used or whatever so why yeah, did the I other person bring the, it back uh, the nails why did we what
0: I clipped the nails this
1: horse has <laughs>
0: those oh uh, okay yeah. yeah yes it's very special like I said not a Dotson not a Dotson at all I'm not sure this is a pony I, I'm it is starting to look more like a dachshund. No, 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 no. I cannot stress. It's not a dachshund.
1: Let me hear it. Winnie. What? Let me hear the pony Winnie.
0: Okay, okay. Or okay. nay. Okay, little Spartacus, give, give us a nay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a really deep part of the end there. It's like it was, it's acting bigger than it is. Let me hear that again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he knows he's a little guy. He's got a lot to prove. Okay, little Spartacus here. Okay. Look, he's okay. ready. Okay. But why was he?
1: Why was he turned back in? Like I know he's refurbished, and you clipped his nails and
0: scoliosis, <laughs> slightly detrimental for a pony. I not- understand that. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a horse guy. Seems
1: like a pony with scoliosis isn't something I need to bring home to my daughter.
0: Look, look, look. It's not ideal. I'll admit. Okay.
1: Okay, but scoliosis that means she's going to have a really hard time riding it,
0: even as a roller skate. Okay. Here's what I recommend. Okay, you get a Barbie doll Barbie and doll. yeah, Barbie doll. A repurposed one? I do have a side business, but we can get to that in a moment if you'd like. I run it out of my closet. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there you are. I've got some complaints. (laughs) What? Uh, Michael, you were just here yesterday. What could you be upset about? I came in here for a refurbished horse and Uh walked out with a refurbished Barbie. And let me tell you, (laughs) the ride was not satisfactory. (laughs) <laughs> and scene. I love the unspoken things that became more and more clear as the scene went on. It's like, we're just in some guy's apartment. Exactly. Did you really not get till later on that we were talking about a Dotson? No, <laughs> not a horse guy. I could have made it horribly obvious. He did, yeah. And this is not a Dotson. Right. Yeah. I know it, like it looks like a Dotson, but it's not. <laughs>
1: Garden Center Keeps Gilbert's Growing by Sally York. Spurred by growth, Gilbert's Do It Best Hardware and Appliance is expanding in a big way, adding a garden center and interior store space, not to mention a lot of new merchandise. The project, costing about $750,000, began in May and is expected to wrap up by February or March with a grand opening to follow. We're giving our customers what they need. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he just did a horse day. <laughs> Where do you give the customers they oh, need?
1: Um, a really great store, as full of hardware as you can get, said Bill Gilbert, who owns Gilbert's with his wife, excuse me, his daughter, Kate Gilbert, and Patrick King and Todd Sukup. I've always dreamed of doing what we're doing, he continued. This is going to be a game changer for us, but there's one thing we're not changing, our tradition of customer service. Kate Gilbert, 24, Agreed. It's great being supported by the community. It's allowed us to grow. Having more space will get things better organized and better looking. The garden center really will help the community and how it sees us. Since Bill Gilbert's parents founded the store in the 1960s, it's been a story of growth for the family. In 1987, the Gilberts purchased more building space, enabling the hardware to occupy the entire block. That expansion gave the store a total of about 16,000 square feet, including the appliance department in the lower level. The latest growth spurt will add another 5,300 square feet. The garden center alone, featuring a clear, tempered glass and brick exterior, will offer 3,000 square feet of store space, plus covered entrances at each end. A former retail space to the immediate west, previously rented out, is almost finished being added to the hardware. An enclosed area on the first floor, formerly used for storage, has been opened and combined with the main space. The changes allow Gilbert's plumbing, electrical paint, and other apartments to expand. People are going to be shocked by the scope and breadth of the products in our store. Being <laughs> great did not just give the shock <laughs> hand. It will also necessitate hiring about five more employees, bringing the total to 35. As with everybody, we're struggling to find help, he said.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So they had 30 employees and they only had 1,600 square feet. 16,000. 16,000. Yeah.
1: And they had another 5,300.
0: Oh, Somehow it got in my head that they had doubled their space. No, no, they're only adding five. It's because
1: there's a three page article about how big it is. That's what makes you think it. Yeah, there's been a lot of numbers knocking mm. down
0: walls. Right? They're just turning it into one big open room. It's a whole block though. Like I think about our hardware store here downtown, and I think they do pretty good. You know, for the space that they have, they got a lot of stuff in there, and Mm -hmm. it's not a block. (laughs) It's not a block. It's not a block. Mm -hmm. That's their motto. (laughs) Mitchell's Hardware. We're not a block.
1: So you have a hardware store that big, and you're in a little town, right? How big was Owasso? Sixty-four thousand square
0: feet. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember that there's only fifteen thousand one hundred residents. Yeah, I mean, so you're talking about a hardware store. I taking up one block of downtown. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to get into the math and everything, but let's assume that you know that hardware store is one fourth of the downtown area, right?
1: And there's only fifteen thousand people. How many times have they got to fix their? How house much up?
0: hardware do these people need?
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> you might have overbuilt. When was the last time you were in a hardware store?
0: It's probably been about a month or so, but actually, A couple know. weeks. Yeah, that's, it's common for me and Meredith when we're doing just downtown, whatever, that we will stop inside of Mitchell's. Maybe we don't always buy something, but we'll always stop inside. Buy a bunch of nails, a hammer? That, yep, that's, <laughs> uh, that's all they have in hardware stores. <laughs> that's right. Hardware. We go to a very small hardware store. Hi, Fran. Good to
1: see you. Oh, uh, gosh, this is a small hardware store.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, can I interest you in some nails and a hammer?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm all set for nails and hammers. Um, I was looking for like some specialty local downtown items. Maybe. Oh
0: yeah, like, sure. Uh, so this box here that says nails. Oh, here, do you want me to pass that to you? I mean, I'm kind of squished right next to you. Oh here. yeah. Uh, yeah, go the, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hand, hand you go, okay, yeah I'll good. be right beside you if you need anything. All, all good on nails though. I'll go on nails. No, no, no. But no. these are locally made nails. You wanted local stuff, right? Yes. These are local nails. You make nails. Oh, no, we don't, but someone here local did, and now, and now we sell them. What are they made of? Uh, various metals and composites uh, that have been okay. well, locally whatnot. sourced and mined from the caves.
1: Uh, well, uh, Okay, well, that, that is intriguing. I've never, I have never thought about where nails come from. I guess I thought they're from China. Yeah, the caves here in downtown. I, I, I love this because I'm from out of town, and I always try to shop local when I'm visiting places. Yeah, well, you're in the right spot. Tell me more about these caves, though.
0: Oh, it's it's where we get our nails. Specifically, it's just a nail cave. Look, look, look! I don't recommend a non-local to go inside of our downtown caves. Okay, they can listen. They can be a little scary.
1: I'll tell you. I'm like I said. I don't need nails or a hammer, but I'd kind of like to go see these caves.
0: Look, and see where they're okay. made. Look, stranger. All right, I, I'm just gonna break this down to you. Uh, my name's Paul. I work here at the shop right next. Hi, Paul. to this. I'm yeah. I'm Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy, nice to meet you. Yeah. Look, okay. Here's how it works. Okay. okay. Whenever we're out of nails, okay. Yeah. We walk to the cave at the at the front of the cave. We yell inside, "Who goes there?" You say that to the cave. We say okay. it to the cave. Yes. Okay. This it's in the town ledger for history for centuries. This is how it's worked. Okay? okay. We wait three minutes. Three minutes. Then we go inside just to the point where it gets dark and you can't see any further. There's the box of nails. You take you, the box of nails and you uh, and you walk backwards out to never turn your back to so, 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 the darkness wait, of the cave.
1: so that's why when I asked what it's made of, you really don't know.
0: We don't know. We have no idea. It's, it's made of box of nails from the cave. We assume it's metals and things, but the point is, yes, and now there's a different – there's a plaque at the front of the cave. And whatever it is you need, you say – you follow the directions at the front of the cave. Wait, wait. Let me see that box of nails. Let me see that box of nails. Yeah, yeah here. Pass it back the, to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here you there go. we go. This one's
1: made of rubies. What? This is a, these are made of, this one's, that's got to be silver.
0: What? I, I'm just in town for the day, but where are these caves? Well, you can't miss them. It's a big old cave. It's got a plaque in front of it with okay. a list of instructions for whatever it is you need. But stranger, you're not from these parts, okay? You got to be careful with the cave, okay?
1: We cut to the cave later that night. Hello
0: there. Who? Who? Who's there? Jeremy, is that you? Oh. God, I, I yes. knew this was going to happen. I knew this yeah. was going to happen. Is that I, what I'm supposed to my say? Boss, with me too. Aren't I supposed
1: again. to say hello there?
0: No, hello know,
1: there. Don't just say, are, have you even read the plaque? No, I'm here for the ruby nails, man. What's
0: it? No, I'm going go straight for to the ruby source. nails. No. What, what do you mean you can't ask for ruby nails? Look, the cave knows what you're trying to do. It I'm knows. trying to get ruby nails. No, no, you don't have to tell it. It knows. Look, that's the first thing on the plaque. You know, don't try to fool the cave. The cave knows what you're doing. Who's in there, guys? We don't. We don't. It's a mystery of town. Don't you want to know? No. Listen, I understand local traditions, and we've got a real good thing going. We've managed to have a hardware store take up an entire block. We sell one thing.
1: That's it. Listen, listen. You guys got to think big. If they can make nails out of rubies and
0: silver, what else can they do? It's got to be magic. This, this is very dangerous. We don't ask questions. I want to ask all the questions. That's, that, no, don't, don't you see right under the second thing on the plaque? Oh, don't no, ask, ask questions. questions. The cave knows what you're doing. Number two, don't ask questions. I, I get, you guys are from here, right? You grew up here we in know. We don't know. One
1: we, day we came out of the cave. <laughs> we are from the cave. Hold on. You, came, you lived in the cave? Yeah, don't. Look. I've never heard of anything like this. I think there's opportunities here. And you're, you're content with your box of nails in a hardware store? I am not. I want to get whatever riches
0: this cave has. Well, for wait me. a minute. Before you go into the cave, you need to talk to the one person who went into the cave and made it back. That, that's you guys, old... right? You, no, you... no, we don't go in the we're cave. Way too you smart. were born in the cave? You no, were... we get the nails, we back out of the cave, and that is the end of it. No, you got to talk to Old Man Weathersby.
1: Old Man Weathersby?
0: Yeah, we cut to Old Man Weatherby's house.
1: Hey, yeah, what you want, there, stranger? I want to know all the secrets of the cave, oh. and I understand
0: you're the only one that knows. I went into the cave once. I'm the only one that ever made it out. Tell me, I want to learn. What happened was, I walked into the cave. Yeah, the darkness enveloped uh. around me. So it's a dark cave. Just bring a flashlight. Oh, it's very. No, no, don't bring the flashlight. Didn't you? Don't you read the plaque? I'm not going to read the plaque. Number three, don't bring a flashlight or any lighting implements of any kind. And the darkness enveloped me. It, it uh, consumed me. And then I started to see a, a small light in front of me. Okay. And I followed it. Yeah. And it got bigger. Huh. And bigger. Uh-huh. I was following the light. I was yeah. heading towards. And Wellesby, if you can just tell me what you found at the end of the light, I, I understand it got bigger as you got closer to it. Got bigger, just... and then and then and then I got to the light, and it came around me. It was blinding. I. Couldn't oh, it was so bright. Yeah. It Go was ahead. So bright, and then and then I came through the light. And I was a child. I was born again. It's the fountain of youth? I, yes. And then, and then I grew up 70 years more, and now here I am talking to you. Wait, wait, I wait. I started wait. life anew. So I could be reborn in the cave. <laughs> that's it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens at the tunnel. They, did you see anybody? Did I see? I just saw the light. Okay. We have that was it. I right, understand the light part. Um. All right. As I got closer to it, I I heard people saying push and things like that. But the key- are you describing being born? Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was. Were reborn. you in your mother? I was
1: reborn. Wait, I mean, no, no, not a cave, not that kind I of came cave. Out. You went inside a birthing canal. I was. How old are you?
0: I well, well, I was I was sixty eight when I went into the cave. Okay. Then I came out the other side, was born anew, this is and shocking. now I've lived another seventy some odd years. So I guess if you put that all together, I'm like I don't know was that a hundred and was it thirty something? I guess probably that, something like that. Yeah. So so but if you counted as two separate, you know. Wait 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 wait. Would you come with me and show me? Uh, I don't know. I'm You're like, I'm, old like again. I'm like a hundred and thirty <laughs> some years old. I'm I'm pretty tired. But you could do it again. Apparently, well, I, I don't want to do. I don't know if I want to do it with just some guy. Would you just? Come what if them? we come out as conformed twins or something? Would you That's, just? Look, all I want to
1: know—it's real simple. Would you please come with me to your mom's birthing canal?
0: Uh,
1: well, it's
0: something new, I guess. All right, all right. Let, let's cut to the cave.
1: So, the, how many
0: rules are here? There? I invited the guy from the hardware store. Oh, of course, I, I, he's I our guide. It's safety and numbers. It's my spirit animal. Yeah, so you guys are going in there. Oh, this old man Weatherby. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're we're going to be born anew. We're going to see what happens. We're rolling the dice. No, no, no I just want to you know what happens when two people go into the cave as one? No, I don't. Well, boys, don't you know? No. That's where I came from. What? I'm you. Five minutes from now. What? Oh, my God. You went into the cave five minutes ago, and now you're inside me. Boy, you're my nails. <laughs> I'm not really very handy. I'm gonna put you in a box and sell you in my store. <laughs> I, I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even thinking like house nails. I was thinking like fingernails. You're Ooh. my nails, boy <laughs> <laughs> You're me. Five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when the improv was about a, a tiny hardware store for like? Four sentences. <laughs> it became just existential Charlie Kaufman bullshit. You're my nails. Yeah. Boys. <laughs> where did that come from? The cave. I don't remember. Said, like he said, where did the nails come from? <laughs> and I said, the cave. <laughs> yes, Sam. <laughs> yes, yes, and. Definitely came from the caves. I used to have a rule um i'd had a i had ai took a class in college uh storytelling in the community, and basically you know it was a, it was a communications class, and basically you know we like we we would learn like uh children's story. we would tell stories yep. to the classrooms of children and stuff like that, and it was all about performance based stuff and everything like that and and um my theory was always i never actually did this, but it was just a funny little theory i I would, I would share It's like you know if ever the the class of kids is like bored with what you're doing. Just add the phrase, and then a bear showed up. <laughs> and then <laughs> a bear came in. And like, and then you have to go with whatever that is there. That's just like, okay, now we got to deal with this bear. It's the cave. <laughs> How's the cave work? Uh, there, there's a <laughs> plaque of rules. <laughs> I had a dream the other night that a bear attacked me. What'd you do? I died. Were, oh. you, were you in the woods? <laughs> and I woke up. Yeah, I was in the woods. I was uh, going to visit a friend, and I was talking to her. And then she just casually mentioned, Oh, no, not so loud. The bear's sleeping. And I turned and looked over my shoulder, and there were railroad tracks and a a giant black bear sleeping on it. And then he stirred just a little bit. I was like, okay, I got it, got it. And then I saw another group of people walking through the woods, and uh, they were making a little bit of noise. And I looked over at the bear, and the bear wasn't moving. I was like, okay, it's fine. And then I looked back over at the bear, and he was on me. Oh, (laughs) my
1: God, that's (laughs) horrifying. Yeah,
0: Yeah, he was 20 feet away. And but he was so big that, that all he had to do was like stand up and jump, and oh. he was on me. Because yeah. yeah, so so when you awoke from, we'll call it a nightmare. Um... <laughs> wait 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 wait. What happened next? <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking. Is like, did you wake up immediately as the bear pounced on you? Yes. Were... Okay. I was about to say, were you attacked for a while and then woke up? No, no. It was like it scared me like i was like i'm yeah. going to die the bear is way too big for me to ever even dream of fighting this thing off <laughs> i doubt this happened but it would just be so funny if you were just in the bed and you're just like bear <laughs> just <laughs> stirred from your sleep because it, it's that same principle as like when you have the nightmare and everybody yeah. has it when you're falling down a cliff and it's always right before you hit the ground that you huh, jump yeah. up mm-hmm. oh thank goodness i'm in my bed of course i'm in my bed why would i be in a canyon And <laughs> it's not brain I, I don't can, sleep i don't sleep in
1: canyons <laughs> uh it, it makes you wonder what is your brain really doing so your brain is trying to wake you up and is that why it creates Wait, this brain?
0: why is your brain saying you need to wake up and this is how i need to do no it? yeah it's
1: like is that why it creates this dream is because it wants you to wake up but it doesn't know another way to tell you who so just scares the know piss out of what you?
0: it's doing other than it's filing information away and you are wired to flee from danger and when something yeah. looks yeah. like you are about to die you're it just jolts you out of I think they're operating independently.
1: You don't think the brain's up there going, okay.
0: I need him to We're gonna wake ha- up.
1: I need this guy to wake up. We're going to no, put it there. Oh, and then a bear showed up. No, the brain It's like,
0: no, I don't need him to wake up. I need sleep. Like, I need sleep. Don't you guys know this? Every day. Wait, wait. So I'm the- in charge. You're in the jump seat every day. I just hit a switch. <laughs> so, is the brain- so is the brain upset because there you are? It's just trying to rest. And then all of a sudden that weird neuron in your brain goes off where you start dreaming and your yeah. brain's active again. It's like, no, 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 no. I just want to do nothing. Yeah. Or the brain only exists in that way when you're asleep because that's its playground. That's when it gets to actually have its own control and run around and do its own And then the brain concerned. goes a little too far and it wakes you up and the brain's like, ah, that was too much. Yeah. Like I really should stop doing that. It's, pl- <laughs> it's playing in
1: the backyard while
0: the, while the parents are sleeping and they're too loud and it wakes the parents up. Yeah. It starts out as a very comfortable dream. It's like oh, I'm just gonna go visit a friend. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, this is boring. Uh, a friend lives in the forest. And then a bear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, there's a railroad tracks. There's a train nearby. Yeah. So like, oh, that train's too loud. Okay, no train. Okay. Uh, bears. Bears are cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this bear sleeping for now. Yeah. Bear,
0: bears asleep. Bears. It's not going to cause any trouble. Yeah. It's asleep. Okay. Cool. Oh shit! It's awake. <laughs> <laughs> and who did that? Because <laughs> oh, the brain right. wants to sleep. Who the did brain that? In charge of the bear.
1: So who's in? Is it the brain? The bear's brain? It says,
0: "I I want you waking up." All I know is I went into a cave.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait! I showed up as a box. Are you
0: implying that the bear is sentient, uh, a part of away from Craig's brain in his dream? Prove to me that he's not. We walk in the cave. (laughs) (laughs) Is bear's dream? They probably hibernating. They're not dreaming though. Why do we know that? We talked about when one of our episodes because hibernation is separate from sleep. They're two separate things. Yeah,
1: they are. It's not really sleep. Yeah. Wait. So, what is it? It's like a the body. I'm sure I was
0: here for it, but they're not
1: really sleeping, are they? No, they're just in a really a state of inactivity.
0: Mm -hmm. That's weird. Yeah,
1: it's not what Disney taught us.
0: Oh man, I'm in that case. I probably hibernate (laughs) in a state of inactivity. I love that. That's a great. That's a good Saturday.
1: Yeah, just pack on a bunch of pounds and get inactive. Yeah,
0: but I I used to have dreams about falling, and one time Mm -hmm. I was actually falling out of the bed, and I woke up. Oh, hitting the floor. Wow. Oh, woke up that right before had you hit the floor. More startling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then another time uh, when I was in middle school, I used to have dreams that I was in a fight with somebody and I couldn't land punches with them. Uh-huh. It was like I would give everything I had in me and it was like I was like punching through like sand or yeah. something like that was just like slowing me or through water, right? There's something weirdly. But so I feel like I've had that same dream. So I used to have that dream a lot. And then one time I woke up in the middle of that dream and my arm was caught in the pillowcase of my pillow where I was literally like hung up in the pillow punching and couldn't... Were you like on your knees on the bed punching the pillow (laughs) against the headboard? (laughs) Uh, But so I never had that dream again because my brain, I guess, was like, okay, that's what this is. And we don't have to worry about that creeping into the dreams anymore because it's just... Punching a pillowcase. When people huh. do you, do a you, do you think that when people sleepwalk and sleep eat and do things like that that that's just the brain getting way out of control? Like the brain doesn't want to go to sleep. I don't know that the brain's yeah. it's it, like 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 in this scenario that we've discussed where the brain is just like getting bored and adding too many elements to the dreams and it takes things too far. Where I don't know they're taking things too far. Now they're moving joints in your body and the legs and the arms. Yeah, and,
1: that's terrifying though. The, it the is. idea that you Isn't could sleep walk or sleep eat. It they or and people of that. do. I know yeah. that's really scary.
0: Like, what do you do? Lock yourself in a room? Yeah, well, there, there's there's a, a comedian I forget his name who has that condition. Mm. Oh. I'll, for, I'll get his name. I know. don't know, but I've seen like videos online and like and these people have spouses and their spouses just understand it's like, well, this just happens. Can't wake them up because yeah. that's apparently dangerous. Why is that dangerous? I don't know exactly. It's probably more dangerous to the person doing the waking up than it is to- oh, Like they'll slap you or something? Something like that. Yeah, the, the, they'll just react because the, the, they won't understand what's happening. Kind of like how you woke up and you were beating up your pillow. But yeah, but there is a comedian and he actually walked through a plate glass window in a hotel out of a second story window. Ah! Oh, yeah. what? Wow. So now he's got this like cocoon thing that he sleeps in and wraps himself up in it. So he had a dream of oh, falling, yeah.
1: and he was falling.
0: Yeah. Like, he came to covered in cuts and blood out in the grass. Oh, so he didn't wake up during the actual real-life fall. No. At least there's that. Could you imagine how terrifying that would be? What if you were have? At least you have that comfort when you have that dream of falling out the cliff. Where you suddenly wake up and you go, oh, right. I'm not in a canyon. That's dumb. You know, Could you imagine <laughs> the, the first person perspective of like falling down Wily e. Coyote, like Desert Canyon, Ugh. and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're falling towards a city street. <clears throat> like, how do you process life after that happens? Please be a dream within a dream. Please be a dream within yeah, a dream. Right? And then suddenly, yeah. But But to be so close to that nightmare and then it happens in real yeah. life. When something like that happens, it has to be an element of fear to going to sleep. Like, yeah, you never really rest. It's uh, Mike Brabiglia. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. that's got to be terrifying though, because because now going to sleep is literally taking your life in your own hands. After something like that, I mean, you have there has to be a psychological element where you feel that. What if every time you slept, walked, let's say maybe someone lived alone and they sleepwalk, but then they always end up back in their bed, so you weren't even aware you were sleepwalking.
1: And you have muddy feet.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, how creepy would that – okay, there's a lot going into that scenario, though, where you sleepwalk, and you walk outside, your feet get muddy, you walk back in, you're mudding up your floor, and then you <laughs> clean your feet in your sleep, I guess. Yeah. So then you go back to sleep, and then you wake up, your feet are clean, but then it's like, what are these muddy footprints? What's going on? I up into my bed. It is really ridiculous that it's, it's a thing that actually happens. Right. Like, so I'm assuming nobody here has a history of any kind of sleepwalking or knew of anybody that sleptwalk. Well. I had one thing happen that I don't really talk about a lot because it's weird. So I won't talk about it now. Okay. And (laughs) and that's where I was. Don't get me wrong. Highly interested. Yeah. Very interested. But I also am able to pick up social cues. I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm clearly not going (laughs) to ask. Yeah. But I'll be totally jazzed if he just goes into it. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't hurt anybody. Right. But I was close to it. Wow. Yeah. That's scary. Which was very scary to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, all right. Well, <laughs> that's what right. I'm saying. Like we're <laughs> yeah, 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 this, yeah. Like a...
1: All right. We <laughs> cut. We cut to morning house of a young married couple. Uh, honey, uh, I, I got up this morning, and you know it's my mom's birthday today, and I made her a cake. Did you eat all the cake?
0: No, I wouldn't eat all the cake. I'd...
1: All the cake's gone, and there's a just like a fork in the middle of the cake plate. Oh, that's rude. Did you eat my mom's birthday cake?
0: No, of course not. It's your mom's birthday is today. We're all getting together. We're celebrating. And, no, and, and you know, I've, I've been watching my calories. Uh, so, of course not.
1: So I, did, well, I wouldn't have thought you'd done that either. There are these footprints to the bed with, like, frosting. Frosting footprints, you say? And, and in your side of the bed, there's frosting under the covers where your feet would be? Mm. Did, you, oh. did you stomp on the cake? Last night? And walk around
0: in it? Uh, Now, if I stomped on a cake, uh, that would just be ridiculous.
1: It's happening again. You're going to blame this on your sleep activities. And you're going to say that this is just you doing this in, in your sleep and not you getting up, eating most of the cake, stepping in part of it, walking back to bed with frosting feet. I've never actually seen you sleepwalk. I've only heard the excuses of what you do when you're, quote, sleepwalking. We're gonna figure this out.
0: I'm not sure I know what you're talking about, but boy am I tired. (sighs) If you don't mind, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a quick little nap. I can't take (sighs) another nap from you.
1: (sighs) (sighs) Whoa. (sighs) 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 Whoa! (sighs) Whoa! You're a real jerk, you know that? You are not asleep right now.
0: You are standing in my kitchen. Bing bong. We're coming back to this. Yes. Hello, I am Dr. Marvin Schnitzel. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. I'm a psychiatrist, and um, I I am a go to your house psychiatrist. It's I'm a so very glad you're special here. Special business. I, I don't do. know how you knew to come right at this moment. But- um, uh, I, I got a um an order here from starting to wake up Henry, who asked me to come by.
1: Okay, what does the note say?
0: Well, uh, apparently it's from uh, Hello, Doctor. I am starting to wake up Henry, and I I I know that there have been some problems between sleeping me. And awake me and miscommunications with my spouse.
1: Doctor, can I talk to you outside for just a second? Because my husband is...
0: That's why I'm here.
1: Okay, just if we could go outside for just a moment.
0: Okay, okay. But I really do need to speak to both your awake and asleep. And if I can catch starting to wake up, Henry, because I need to get all sides of the store. Uh, Henry, we'll be right back. I've got to talk to the doctor about something outside. Wait, starting to wake up. This is very critical. I have a question, though. I'm I'm starting to wake up. What? Um, What is your problem with your spouse? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I like cake. Maybe I like spaghetti. Maybe I like sleep. Maybe I like having a house. Okay, this is very important. Starting what? to wake up. Starting to wake up is a very semi-incoherent time. Bear. But the truth comes out. Oh, oh the God. truth comes out. Bears. Bear. Spaghetti. Wait, wait. Pa- this bear is bothering me. Painted.
1: This is. I'm, is there? A, I'm definitely afraid of bears. Is don't there bite a bear? me. Oh no. God. What don't is? bite
0: me. Oh God. Don't lick me. Doctor, I don't think this is real. I think what's important is that we need to figure out what he wants the bear to do, because clearly, and I'm just a psychiatrist, and I'm having to read between the lines, but I think you're the bear. What? Of course. I'm, look, I'm look, not look, a look. bear. Bears a are a metaphorical thing, okay? All right. What does it mean? When's the last time you encountered a bear in real life, okay? The bear is clearly a metaphor. Okay. He doesn't want me to All right. bite him. Henry, are you awake? Huh? What? Go in a cave, bear. Don't go in a cave, bear. Bear? You got a saddle Bear? A saddle. You got a saddle bear? I'm saddle not a bear. I'm not a tiny pony. Okay, so we figured out you're the bear. We need to figure out what the cave is.
1: I don't think he's asleep. You don't? I, I think do he admit, got up. This is a long waking up process. I think he got up last night, ate my mother in law's cake, put it on his feet, walked around my house, got back in bed, and also called Wait, me an effing a-hole.
0: Hey, bear. Why don't you make maybe a second cake? Two cakes. One for me, one for mother in law. Bake me a cake, bear. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm starting to understand I might be the bear, but I'm not some circus bear that's just going to make cakes for my
0: husband anytime he falls well, well, asleep. No, 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 wait, wait, th- th- that could be a high compliment if he thinks you're a circus bear. Stand on a ball, bear. <laughs> see, uh, you, Henry? No, 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 make well, a cake, bear, I stand think- on a ball, bear. You need to see this for the silver lining that it is. What's a silver lining? It's so I can't believe I have to spell this out. Spell it out. I will, Okay. Let's assume for a moment that you encounter a bear in real life. Now I'm not talking about a dream, like I'm a circus, even a dream bear. You know, I'm circus about a real bear, a circus bear. Which I don't even know. That's the question. You would rather encounter a circus bear, so
1: like a bear with a silly hat on top of a ball, or maybe a tiny Look, tricycle that's know way how too small. You're
0: dressing up your circus bears—that's not my business. Probably
1: me. with like a ruffle around its neck and maybe
0: Look, a clown the, nose. The point is, he sees you as a circus bear. And that's the best kind of bear to see someone as. So I don't think there's any problem here. You try juggling bear. You be a juggling circus bear. You try juggling laundry and shopping. Whoa, see, there you go. And cooking. Maybe you need to do more circus bear things. (laughs) Maybe he's just trying to express desires right now. And maybe if he's trampling on birthday cakes, that's just a sign of rebellion for you not being more circus bear-like. Are, are, you,
1: are you telling me it's real? If you're telling me it's real, I can try to help resolve it. i am just been real resentful that he's been doing these awful things
0: and blaming it on this condition. All you need to do, you just need to make sure that when he wakes up, you are in your best circus bear behavior and attire. I need to dress like a circus bear. This Yes. Two... Yes. Well, see? Yes. He's... There you go. Yes. Put on yep. the ruffles. Look in the closet. This is going
1: to be one of those things I have to deal with in our marriage.
0: Open the closet. Open the closet. Open the He oh just my said God, to. what is this? This is a whole outfit. That is a set of ruffles and a big old ball to balance off. And a bear suit? What is this? Like a bear suit. Oh, this is my friend. He's been running a business out of the closet for a few months. It's uh, refurbished bear clothing and saddle sores. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just, just, just going to put on this top hat and whip get on the ball. And saddle sh- sores. <laughs> We are going places. <laughs> the title of this episode is Charlie Kaufman Says What? <laughs> Charlie Kaufman's listening to this just be like, you guys just need to tell a straight up story. <laughs> and then a bear showed up. What is, what is this nonsense? <laughs> just, just tell a story beginning, middle, end. <laughs> Butcher, 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 small town news. Butcher, 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 small town news. Butcher, 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 small, small town news. My voice cracked oh, so
1: You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC.
0: Today's episode of Small Town News was inspired by the Argus Press of Oswo, Michigan, and stories written by Sally York, yep. Gene Lionisio, Glenn Wunderlich, didn't read that, and Ryan Weiss. Not him either. Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Neil Oliver, and Craig Ramey. Researched by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by George Oliver. This episode was recorded in the historic Clark's Drugstore building in downtown Newburn, North Carolina. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and your grandma
1: gramophone. Like what you hear? Leave us a saddle. Jump into the cave. <laughs> and come out with your fancy nails. And dance like a bear. And subscribe so you never miss a dancing bear.
0: You can also follow us into a cave. <laughs> Not not advisable. Jump in the jump seat. Oh, yeah, the jump seat. Hey, <laughs> yeah, remember that? Yeah. That was back when we were actually telling stories. Wait, where are we? You can all... Also- <laughs> we're off the rails, don't you know? There's a bear blocking the train. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite small-town news. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Charlie Kaufman says, whoa! <laughs> You ever see Bean John Malkovich? (laughs) Yes. It's kind of like that. But Cade. Except somehow less mainstream. (laughs) You come out as Joan Cusack. (laughs) (laughs) Bake me a cake bear.